is going on, podcast world? So before I introduce you to my guest, I always like to give a special tip for those listeners out there. So in no way am I associated with this service, but I really love how easy it is to use and to integrate into your current marketing. MailChimp is a marketing automation platform and an email marketing service that can literally help you or help anyone that is trying to market their product or services by automating emails with pre-made templates, plugging in YouTube links, and linking URLs to outside website or content. I have used this with great success in the past and it really helps people who aren't on social media or like long form content or even the written word. So without further ado, Eddie Science is a singer songwriter from Edinburgh, Texas, whose music rides the sometimes non-existent line of country and Americana while being geographically pinned as a Texas country artist. Having been exposed to the sonically magical power of the guitar at eight years old, he would go on to perform Merle Haggard's Mama Tried a few years later at his sixth grade talent show. Met with a thunderous encore from his peers, the stars aligned and the never-ending hunger for the stage and song had begun. He moved to Nashville, Tennessee to attend Belmont University at age 18. Studied with some of the finest musicians and songwriters the institution had to offer and worked his way into the abyss of writer's nights and open mics. After graduating, working with the then ABC television show Nashville for four seasons and having had several short stints with industry managers and publishers, he moved back home to Texas where the opportunity to remain authentic seemed most obtainable. In his recent June 2017 album, 17 Hours, named for the drive time from Edinburgh, Texas to Nashville, Tennessee, captures the moods and stories of those years spent living in between home and Tennessee. Rooted in honesty and catharsis, his songs are portraits of the human condition. Signs, now 25, currently tours the state of Texas and then some constantly searching for that feeling that sparked with him long ago at his sixth grade talent show. Now, and without further ado, here is our conversation. Hello. Now, Mr. Eddie Science, how are you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. So I'm, I'm super happy that I got this uh, podcast going, man. There's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I'm very happy that you're my first guest. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I didn't even know I was the first guest. I'm, well, I'm super I've, honored. I've done 10 already, but it's me. And, you know, honestly, nobody wants to just hear me talk. So <laughs> I think uh, this is a good thing here. <laughs> that's fair, man. Sometimes you just got to mix it up. I got you. So I, I want to start right away because I'm really interested in your answers. So you ready to do this? Go for it. Let's do it. All right. So what's your background and how did you start doing what you're doing now? Well, I guess I've kind of always been doing what I'm doing now as far back as I can remember. Like, I guess, like, for background people listening um, that maybe might have skipped over the bio, I, I consider myself mostly a singer-songwriter. And, um, I mean, I've been writing songs since I was in high school and playing guitar since I was about eight years old and kind of just got tricked into it from a daycare teacher. Like, you know, if you play this instrument, you'll get all the girls you ever wanted. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down for that. So, and then, uh, <laughs> and then that Christmas, uh, my uncle's, 
who actually could play like a little bit of guitar here and there. They actually pitched in and got me a little half size um, Squire acoustic guitar um, that year. So after that, we would just get together on the weekends and learn how to play guitar. I'd learn things from them. And then we'd learn things together and just like sit around the living room here on the weekends and just play songs. So your family was very uh, musically inclined. More or less. I, I feel like we all kind of learned a lot together. Me and my dad especially learned a lot together. We both got guitars around the same time. And then I moved into the electric guitar space, and then he moved into um, getting an accordion and doing all that stuff. So oh, we went the different routes. But, yeah, man, family definitely had a lot of, had a lot of influence, especially in those younger days. Amazing, man. So social media. I love it because it has given the little guys a platform to really stand out and showcase their talents. How media as a musician well i basically just look at it as an extension of myself so like if i was talking to someone at a show or like i'm talking to you right now like i'm just i'm always being 100 percent me like it's really just about nearly impossible for me to try to fake things like i'm i'm a pretty dead giveaway as far as like you can tell like what emotion I'm feeling just by looking at my face. Like I'm, I'm not a good actor by any means. So um, in that sense, like I'm just always really authentic. I've always been true to myself and, and I've uh, never really been any way else. So I just try to be that way with social media too. So the same way that I'd be talking to somebody at a show that's maybe, that maybe heard my music and took a liking to me. It's the same way I talk to, you know, friends or acquaintances. And I try to just mimic that into my social media. Cause it's just, it's just another limb. It's just an extension of me. So I just try to use that to, um, to, I guess, to push myself in that sense, just pushing the authenticity of everything. I got you, man. So now I know the importance of mentors and mentors are huge for me. Who has been your most influential mentor in your space and why? Uh, easy answer there, man. When I was when I was 16, I started taking voice lessons because I never actually learned how to use my voice properly at that point. But I'd been singing and playing for for several years at that point and and um, it was just kind of really raw unnurtured talent and so I, I took some voice lessons um, there in my high school years and then that teacher directed me to another teacher and then to another teacher and so on and then I finally landed on um, this guy named Jamie Wigginton who has pretty much been like my my big mentor my big brother um, uncle dad role you know like a whole bunch of things to me and um Man, it, it's uh, it's really it's really nuts. I'm like recalling like, all these stories I have with Jamie because I, I, I just feel like I haven't talked about it in forever. But I met him when I was 16, and um, so he became my voice coach then. And then he pretty much dragged me by the tail um, to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I attended school. So I mean, when I was 16 and I met Jamie, it was it was game over. It's like okay, like you know, someone's telling me that that I should have the confidence to do what I want to do with my life, which is sing and play and write 24 seven. So he's saying I, I could, you know, I could do it. And he's shown me all the ways to do it and get it accomplished. So I'm going to do it. And so like when I was 16, I was like, all right, I'm moving to Nashville. That's it. We're going. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, man, ever since then, he's really been, been uh, my biggest mentor by far. So I know as an entrepreneur, every musician is, has that same drive in them as an entrepreneur. And uh, the entrepreneurial journey wouldn't be complete without the failures along the way. What are some of your most memorable failures and some of your best wins? Mm, let's see. I think failure is like really broad for me just because like I don't really consider like little things setbacks. Like I've always 
I've always like been told like a no is just like a hold off until like until the yes finally comes. So like a, a no is never a no. It's just not right now. I think that's how the phrase goes. So like I never think of failure as like very specific in that sense. I think most of my failure, like 99.9% of my failure comes when I just don't get off the couch. So like, and, and even now, like if, if I'm not doing something, like if I'm not like at my day job or if I'm not writing or if I'm even like, sometimes I have a hard time sleeping because I just want, kind of want to get up and write. Cause that's my morning routine. I get up and I put on coffee and then I just journal for at least an hour and then get to writing and, and just kind of get the creative juices flowing. So like the biggest failure to me is always just when I'm not doing anything valuable with my time. That's, that's always my biggest failure because if you're not moving forward, then you're moving backward. So um, as far as, as far as um, I guess like really stand out successful points to me, um, I guess like going back to like sixth grade, like I was in the talent show because my mom forced me to be in the talent show. I really didn't want to do it, but I'm really glad she forced me because um, at that point I really hadn't played for, for much of anybody yet except like my family and close relatives and close friends and whatever. And then I had to like get on the stage and then do it in front of all my peers. And I was like a traditional country kid. Like I was in a Merle Haggard, like 50% of my music taste was Merle Haggard when I was like at that age. So, you know, like 11, 12 years old, getting up on stage in front of all your peers who were listening to Green Day. So it's like kind of intimidating. Um, but I actually ended up getting an encore. So that's like what really like sparked the whole like performing bug in me and the whole music bug in me. That's what made me want to take it further. So that's always a big highlight for me. Um, going into college, uh, making the country showcase at Belmont, like the showcase series, um, you know, at that school, it's kind of like a big deal. Like you get to play this big arena and you do like a little small, like 30 minute showcase. And so you're playing like, I think it's three songs or three to five songs or something like that. And it's a big production, huge lights, huge sound arena, packed arena. And then the judges are like actual industry people and they tear you apart and it's great it's a cool highlight wow. so, yeah <laughs> other, other than yeah other than that like uh being on the abc show in nashville too is is always a, a cool go-to i get a lot of good little traction off of that one now, so how, how did that come about um really just luck and opportunity and however that phrase goes forget forget how that one goes but what do they say about like um luck is when opportunity and hard work meet or something like that. Yeah, so it is, is, is really just like a whole bunch of that, just a whole bunch of coincidence. Like I went to a university that was very heavy on the music industry side and we're literally a block away from, from music row there in Nashville, there 16th to 17th Avenue. And then we're right across the street. So um, it's very heavily influenced and related to the music industry. And um, so I guess like some industry folks who were starting up that show um, were looking for, for people to, you know, be in the bands and whatever. So they emailed the school and then the school, you know, emailed it to the school of music and then from the school of music to us and then, and whatever. So I just got an email. It was like, Hey, like, you know, if you're interested, we need, you know, a list of instruments you play your background musically, how long you've been playing it, what your tastes are, whatever, what you can, what you can't do. Um, you know, all that stuff. We need headshots and et cetera, et cetera. And I just kind of had all the, the cards lined up, I guess, and um, or I had my ducks in a row rather, and then just sent all that information. And three months later, they were like, "Hey, we need somebody to come in and, and like you know pretty much be guitar and Hayden Payne to Yours character's band. Are you free tomorrow?" And I was like, oh, "I got class, but yeah, I can do it." So, <laughs> like, and, and I ended up doing that for four seasons. So it's a good, it was a good little gig. 
Nice. So obviously I'm a digital marketer, but I know as a musician, marketing yourself is one of the most important things you can do. I get criticized a lot for sharing the te techniques that I use and my marketing campaigns because honestly, I give out a ton of information that a lot of people would pay for. Would you be willing to share a golden nugget with us? And if so, I want to hear details, man. Uh, man, I don't know if I've got like any real hidden secrets. I think like the best hidden secret is just like get up and do the work. So like, if you're if you're not at least going to get up and, and try to do the work like you're already falling behind. I feel like that's always been the the little golden nugget for me because going back to failure, it's like I consider failure just sitting on the couch and, and not doing anything. So if, man, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. All you got to do is try and then figure it out as you go. So I mean, I don't know, man, I, I guess like when it comes to social media, I would just push for everybody to I mean, like it works differently for everybody. You got to think about your image, I guess, and, and the brand that you're trying to operate. So if you're really clean and, and, um, you know, just really, you know, suit and tie all the time as a business, then you might want to put on, you know, a nice portrayal of that in your online presence. If you're like me, and I just wear white v-necks all the time and, and, you know, tell stupid jokes and, and, you know, geek out over aliens and stuff, then like, you know, that, I mean, I'm just, I'm just me, man. So I, I just push that on my social media, but everybody's got to figure out their own stride, I guess. Got you, man. So we're, we're coming to an end here and I want I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Well, the easiest place to find all those links at one conglomerated spot would be uh, com, And uh, here's some, some good little branding for you. I just made this new logo like a couple of days ago. I'm going to start printing some merch with it uh, just because I get so much strife about, you know, is that Eddie with an I E or with a Y and how do you spell signs? How do you say it? So I just made like a merch item that says Eddie with an IE at the end, signs, sounds like signs, and then eddiesignsmusic.com. So that's going to be some good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. But www.eddiesignsmusic.com. And then if you scroll to the far top or the far bottom, you should be able to find all my Facebook. And I'm just Eddie Signs on there. And then on Twitter, at Eddie Signs 3. And then Instagram is the same thing, except it's uh, basically with an underscore. So at Eddie underscore signs three, and you'll probably definitely see me most active on, on Instagram. Amazing, man. So Eddie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I wish you good luck, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me again. I will talk to you soon, brother. All right. Sounds good.